Hello, welcome to Amateur Hour. We're going to be fighting for wins over clicks here, and we're very mad about it. Woo -woo. Uh, it's officially September. Uh, no, and, uh, we're, I'd rather take the clicks. Please give us the clicks. Yeah, yeah. Let's, <laughs> you, um, you can rub my And uh, we're going to change our tune from... We're going to change our tune from last week. I think Brian Ferentz is officially losing his job now. I know the title said winning last week. We are going for clicks. It didn't quite work. So yep. he's uh, losing his job now. So uh, how are we feeling? Doing great. Fantastic? Yeah, fantastic. I'm you boys ready for conference play? I'm here so uh, I don't I get fined. There you go. Say so two of us feel great. Two of us, yeah. No, so I'm I, – I thought about this all – four days or whatever it's been since Saturday. I want to be optimistic. Mm -hmm. I want to just move on from the season or move on forward from this game. <laughs> move on from the season. Season, uh, we're just done. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I'm trying. I'm going to do my best to not be super, super pessimistic. But, uh, yeah, fuck Brian Barron's. Get, well, get him out of here. You wouldn't know how bad I thought your season was going, Joey. I thought you were wearing our alternate uniforms right now. No, hell, it's got a hawk eye on it, baby. Get that tiger hawk up there. I haven't, I haven't worn this in, I don't know, 10 years, and I only wanted to wear it because I'm home. And just going back to the old school make it win days. So that's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's a like Charles it. Godfrey jersey if you're looking for I was just going to ask who, who it was, Charles. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was Antoine Randall L for a second. No, I could make something up about I bought it during Sean Green's time. I don't even know if he was 28 at Iowa. I don't remember, but it's Charles Godfrey. I don't know. I thought he had a six in there. Or he something. may I have. Don't know. I don't remember. You, you've just been sitting there thinking of the glory days, haven't you? Yep. I had passed it on to Rochelle, and then I was going through. I was like, what shirt am I going to wear? Because I'm actually home tonight. And I was like, I'm going to mm -hmm. wear the damn jersey. We're going to start fresh. <laughs> this is a new season starting now. Starting now, exactly. Should well, change I, I, I like it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, it's I, a very superstitious. I'm not superstitious. Maybe I am, but I should change hats. I've worn this hat every time, but we'll see mm -hmm. what happens. I did not include an Iowa shirt, jersey, hooded sweatshirt this time. I just went with a hat. It's it's one game, like you said. We'll 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 get to it in a little bit as well. But like you said, I said, I like that we're turning a page. Where it's all. PVO, positive vibes only. That's right, right baby. Let's roll. So, We're not, uh, well, speak if there's no wins and losses, it's wins and lessons. Wins and lessons. We did learn that from our savior in college football, Deion Sanders. So Big D um, defense. Well, you, you know how we uh, we start with these uh, with these pods. We, we always got to start with trivia. I'm, I'm here to teach you guys some new things here, and we're going to keep it on positive vibes here, not for our team's. But for the little old Kansas Jayhawks, <laughs> they are officially 4-0 in back-to-back -back seasons for the first time since what year? Do I need Four to – both of them? Uh, I guess oh, yeah. whatever, no. whenever they start, I don't care. Nin well, if 90... you name one, you're going to get the other one. Not necessarily. Mm -hmm. well, all right, 50-50 chance on the second one. 90 and 91. Uh, No. Joey? Ooh. 87-88. Uh, 87-88? Mm -hmm. Farther back, no. I didn't hear your hint, so. Uh, farther back than that, I'll go 57-58. Close. 1913 to 1915. Oh, Jesus Christ. Wow. 
You know, <laughs> didn't KU have some good football years back in the early 90s? Like, that's where I went with that. Yeah, weren't they rivals with Nebraska? Yeah. Yeah. See, I, and, and that's where it's like, I always think of it, it's like, because Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, we've all had just terrible just histories way back in the day. It's like, how the hell did we? Oh, it's because we had Oklahoma and Nebraska in our, you know, for what, a century? Yeah. You know, we, we've had them in there. So programs that aren't as good, and we're probably typically playing one of them first in the year. Like, it makes sense why Kansas has never been 4-0 for 108 years. Mm-hmm. But holy shit, that's pretty bad. That, that's as bad as Iowa, win, Iowa State winning a conference title bad. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can luck into 4-0 occasionally. Conference title, a lot tougher. But <laughs> is what it is here. So, but uh, let's uh, let, let's kind of get into it here, guys. Uh, do we want to do Colorado, Ohio State, or uh, the AP poll first? Colorado. Colorado, let's get out of the way. Um, Colorado got humbled. I, I, I think this picture summarizes it perfectly. Um, Colorado got destroyed 42-6. to six. We know Travis Hunter wasn't in the game. Um, would would yeah. that have made that much of a difference? No, no, no. yeah, he's not a he. He's probably a touch, maybe a touchdown. That that would be, I think, worth it, but not thirty six points worth of a difference. And you think a tutty, huh? Mm. That's what I. Well, think. I mean, yeah, I you know, I, I think between him on offense scoring and defense potentially stopping, I think a touchdown. Yeah, I, I guess so I'm thinking of it like covers wise and blah 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 because they always talk about coaches only make up a one point difference cover wise even like Jim Harbaugh and stuff so yeah that's why I was thinking you know a tutty for Travis Hunter sounds like a lot but yeah if you think game wise yeah definitely he he, he probably could have scored a touchdown you know um my hatred for Colorado is even worse now I think I sent this in the group text or maybe just to Brian I can't remember but I had the over 70 in this game and Colorado did next to nothing to help me win that bet. So I lost it. Thanks, <laughs> Colorado. Yeah, Colorado, terrible for, for the bets. I, I probably will bet that game um, upcoming this weekend versus USC. But yeah, they, I, I mean, that, that was just, I'm not going to say pathetic. That was just terrible, man. Like the, no offense. And for all the shit talking they're talking before the game, saying they're going to beat the coach's ass and they're going to beat their ass and y'all so little. And then because you got a a touchdown in garbage time, that's the only reason you don't lose 42 to zero. I mean, yeah, they, they, I'm glad they got humbled, man. It's we've all, we can all hate as much as we want, but like we needed to tone it back a bit. ESPN, Fox, everyone just like, okay, they're, they're a, they're a middle of the middle FBS team at best. Let's start treating them like it. Yeah, and um, I I couldn't even bring myself to watch the video, but it was Deion Sanders in front of the team, like holding his phone, like, oh, the first person to text me after this was Travis Hunter after the game. It's like Travis Hunter was streaming, live streaming during the game. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I brought it up in our one of our group chats here. I want to ask you, does that not seem, and I know the game was out of hand and he literally cannot do anything at that point. Does it not seem a little weird that he's streaming in the middle of the game? Like the one thing he can do at that point is cheer on his teammates and just at least watch the game, watch film. If anything, you could think of it that way. 
and he's just streaming on on uh, I think Twitch. I, I don't even know right. which one it is, but like right. How many Gen Zers do you work with and intern on a daily basis? You know they have more than one screen going all the time. Hell, I got three screens going. I'm a fucking millennial. Like, of course, he was watching the game and streaming at the same time. I mean, fuck, I had five screens going when I was watching football Saturday, just being a drunk high idiot. So I, I'm sure he was doing the same thing I was other than drinking and being high. Well, it's Colorado, so maybe both. But uh, yeah. I, I, I don't. I'm sorry, I completely interrupted you guys, but I don't hold anything against him. He was probably just playing games and watching the game at the same time. Mm. I don't know. It, it just it just seems weird, and I think it's going to be, like you said, I think it's just the younger crowd. I'm going to have to get used to it. That just seems very weird. And then, like you said, then he, he's texting afterwards, hey, coach, I'm going to come back. Why would you ever come back before you're not 100% healthy, man? Yeah. You're, you're going to get steamrolled these next two games while you're supposed to be out. Then you come back fresh in an easy game, and then it's going to look like you're the savior. But, like, yeah, I need to rush back, so I'm the difference in the USC game. Nah. Yeah, I, so, I said this last week. I think USC is a way better matchup for them than Oregon is um, based on USC's defense. He could be a difference maker in that game, to be honest with you. Like, I, I think Caleb Williams throws away from him regardless if he's on the field or not. Um, but I don't think that uh, it's out of the room of possibility that Travis Hunter could have a good game against USC. We'll never know, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, I, I, I don't know, man. I, it, it just seems like the, and, you know, it's one of those things that I think we all kind of despise with Kirk and Campbell. They're, they're a little more reserved. They do still have some of the media stuff. Of course, they're going to catch that one on camera, man. They got cameras 24-7, and they post just non-freaking-stop, right. you know, and it's, I don't know. I thought that was a little weird. Hey, here's a private conversation. I'm going to bring it up. Oh, shoot, are the cameras there that caught me being a good uh, coach and better man? Oh, shit. Well, another Dion moment. Oops. <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't know. Cameras always run, and it's a, it's a weird thing. So, I wouldn't say. Um, next one, I wouldn't say I thought I uh, – did you? Did either of you watch the uh, Notre Dame Ohio State mm-hmm. match? Saw the end of it. Yep, best game of the weekend. Yeah, yeah. That, that was no no offense to the Iowa fans. That's why I I hated. I was trying to be a good Iowa resident and watch the uh, Iowa game. I wish I would just watch the Ohio State Notre Dame game that whole time because that was you know that was a back and forth. Not really a lot of offense, but it was a lot of solid defense in it. Yeah, the Buckeyes really surprised me in that one. Uh, I kind of I think they got. Exposed on some of their weaknesses too uh, against them. A few plays don't, I saw. Don't let Ryan Day hear you say that. <laughs> no. Well, if he does, I'm, I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'll add you to his vendetta yeah. list. So far, it's an 86 year old former head coach and now a 37 year old podcaster. Mm-hmm. 37 year old. From Iowa, <laughs> who doesn't believe in us? Never have, never. Will. I can't believe this. <laughs> and then there's well, where is then there's Lou Holtz's down Jesus. I can't believe we didn't have ten players on the field. To Lou Holtz's credit, <laughs> uh, he could figure out the Oxlu, the Ukla, to figure out his speed. <laughs> that that was one of the best uh, interviews I've seen in some time. And usually, you know, I think ESPN kind of. I don't know. They ESPN is kind of a waning product, but I love that they had uh, the uh, Pat McAfee character who does the Lou Holtz yeah, impression Teichmitt. interviewing Lou Holtz. Yeah. Who is from Iowa, by the way? 
Mm. Well, there we go. More, more Iowa connection, yep. but yeah, who I I uh I don't know. Do you, do you buy into Ryan Day being that angry and firing his team up like that, or does it seem a little cheesy? To, I don't know. It, it's it seems like a weird target to me. It's so cheesy because Lou Holtz is such a mm. Notre Dame homer. Like he coached there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what do you expect from the guy? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I'm in front of the Notre Dame crowd, and I'm a former, probably one of the best coaches here ever. Yeah, I'm going to say good things about Ohio State. I'm going to pick them. I that I don't know. It's like a pep rally. Yeah, it was a nationally televised pep rally, but then you're gonna you're going to be screaming and, and just seething about it after after a game. Yeah. It seems like a very weird thing. See, I yeah. think it was a good thing for Ryan Day. He got his team to be one more man stronger than Notre Dame's defense. <laughs> so that won them the game. Yep. Well, I would say that that was going to be the next thing oh. that we are going to bring up here. I just put Matthew's Perfect. comment on there. Um, I'm going to bring it up the, the map here. I could not, I couldn't believe when I saw this on, on Saturday, because, you know, during the game, you think it's an amazing play and, and Ohio state just gets it. They are missing that the, uh, well, I guess left side on our screen, but they're right defensive mm-hmm. end. And that's exactly where they ran mm-hmm. ran into the end zone, barely making it. That, I mean, how the hell does that happen at, at a major D1 level, man? So, which – let me ask you this. Which is more coach speech? Ryan Day getting pissed at Lou Holtz and using that as bulletin board material or Marcus Freeman saying, well, we didn't want to take the penalty. You take that penalty, you're a half a yard closer. I mean, yeah. it's not like you're getting four yards mm-hmm. on a six-yard third and six – goal to go type of thing like that that's such bullshit i i think uh they made a mistake he took his headphones off before this play was ran and i think he got exposed i think marcus freeman's a great coach i think he's going to be good for notre dame but he's learning on the job he's not a huge big time uh on the field coach so he's like training as he's going i agree i, I wouldn't say it, it is a. Uh... I don't know, and, and to be honest, that tight of a game, you could look at any one of these plays that would have been the difference. It's just when it's that is the last place time expires, the largest game on NBC in 30 years, everything's going to be screwed right. like that. So, uh, and, and and from what I I was listening to PMT uh, earlier today, and like they're talking about, you know, probably one of the bigger mistakes they made was Notre Dame on second down when they're trying to d- drain as much time off passing the ball on second down, not letting the clock run, you know? I mean, think, you let that clock run any different, they don't have these three seconds. They have about 20 to 30 less seconds overall that they can even do this final drive, you know, down into the same end zone that uh, Reggie Bush and Matt Liner did the exact same thing, breaking their hearts. So, I I don't know, but I agree. The Marcus Freeman is way more – at least Day has kind of like a reason. Freeman is just covering his players' ass. I'd cover his ass. That dude is sexy as fuck. <laughs> oh, Not as sexy as the staff oh. back in the 50s when I was oh. on the staff. Hell yes. I can't even do a lisp right. Jesus. Well, now, 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 when you're, now when you're saying at Marcus Freeman, you just get all flustered, oh. it sounds like. But... Um, yeah, I, I, after, at the end of it though, after all this, I am loving that Lou Holtz didn't even back down and, and there's no reason he should, you know, he's doesn't have to coach or prove anything anymore, but I love how he just like, yeah, he's talking about me cause they don't want to talk the real thing. 
he can't beat the real team in his conference at this point. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, what what was the uh, last subject here? Sorry, I'm getting it all switched around here. Oh, I uh, I saw in the top twenty five. I don't know if you guys looked at it. There are six teams right now that are receiving number one votes right now. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm loving that. I think people, you know, we we've we complain more than anyone. I feel, and we always talk about SEC bias and everything. People, I think, are slowly itching are inching away from just well, they're good last year and they haven't lost. So we're just gonna have to go, you know, keep going. I mean, Georgia is still leading with 55 first place votes, and mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to vote against that. But like Michigan, one first place vote. Texas at three with two first place votes. Ohio State at four, one place vote, one first place vote. Florida State at five with three first place votes, and then skips Penn State for some reason, and then Washington at seven with one first place vote. So we're starting to see a little bit of that parity getting away from the SEC, SEC, not only one of their worst years, but it's kind of nice, honestly, people not knowing who the hell the best team in the country is right now. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I still think Georgia is the true number one. I mean, until somebody beats them, they have to be. It's it feels like like with the Georgia being number one, it kind of feels like you know Cincinnati got into their one playoff run because like they've had the sustained success of twenty four straight wins. They've yep. earned getting into the playoffs at that point. Yep. Same thing with Georgia. They, the you know we can disrespect Georgia all we want, but two time back to back national champs, you kind of earn that respect of you don't get a drop down until you actually lose this. Yeah, point. I do like seeing Florida State getting the second most number one votes. Uh, I think they're really good, and they are not very far removed from being really bad. Yeah. Yeah, and especially if you go off of resume, Florida State definitely has the best one. I mean, Ohio State over Notre Dame is pretty pretty good, but LSU is throttling people. Um, yeah. You could, you could say, I mean, if you go off resume alone, I'd go Florida State, Texas, probably Ohio State, and then Georgia – I guess probably, I don't even know. I mean, Washington, Utah, you get some Pac-12 teams up in there too. So um, I, I like the parody as well. Who do you think is the best team uh, outside of Georgia? What, 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 of the other five, who do you think is the best one that gives them the best shot? I, it, I'll i go first, I, I guess. I, I like I like Washington. Uh, uh, Michael Penix, uh Hell of a fucking quarterback. I think he's definitely in that solid mm-hmm. second tier under Caleb Williams. Um, I think he might be the best out of like him, Drake May, Bo Nix, uh, Spencer Rattlers up there. Um, I, I think mm-hmm. that him with three NFL wide receivers and an offensive line that looks really fucking good and their whole defense is back from last year. I mean, look out for Washington. Washington's really, really fucking good. I, I, I would pick them, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel the same only because I don't want to say the one that I think might legit be the best one. I, I, I don't want to give them any credit, but te- text. Yeah. They're big. They're a big I, 12 I, team. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah never mind. They're big 12. That's our conference. Damn right. Um, no, I just, I, all the shit we talk about Sark and then he, I don't know, man, they're looking, they haven't, uh, I don't know. They, they played the worst Alabama team that we've had in, what, a decade? Um, so spe- Speaking of Texas, since yeah. we're on the Texas topic, you know, every week we kind of go over if Texas is back. Mm. Correct here. 
Let me see here. Trent's piggybacking off the conspiracy can, theory can, podcast. Can, on Monday. can you can you can you share my screen there, Bryant? Uh, give me one second here. I don't see a screen that I can share. Oh, there we go. Let me share it. I'll save this for. And this is coming text from me. James Torres, uh, official Texas um, fan. Yeah. Uh, he. Do we need a drum roll here? Yeah, he said he will let us know if Texas is back. That way, the Pulse of the Heartland can announce it to the world from an official mm -hmm. Texas fan if they are back or not. So here we go. No, that's Torres. <laughs> okay. Um, and that's the no, I got I got official word um, that they are not back. So uh, we'll have to wait okay. another week for Texas to be back. Torres, if you are listening, could you tell us what the field goal post is for this? Like, I want to know what is going to make them back. Do they have to throttle Oklahoma? Do they have to make the college football playoff? What makes them back? He'll I think win a I think call win a college football playoff game. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll let me know. Um, They'll never. He usually listens then. to it. He says he listens to it when he runs. So, uh, you you better go watch the YouTube version starting at about twenty one and a half minutes, there, Torres. Yeah. See a handsome face yeah. on there. Now I forgot to bring this up. Matthews had another great one. That was a hell of a way to start the morning. That Florida State Clemson game. Mm -hmm. Clemson was twenty six, so that should have yeah. been another top twenty five. Apparently that kicker had unretired, came back for the day, game, and then missed the. I mean, I think all of us could honestly suit up and potent and have a very good chance of making that. And just shanks it left. That is we're in the jersey. I mean, Let's roll. I got four state run punt and pass one year. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, state run punt and pass. That's all right. because like the only reason we ever did good at that is because they never made us kick a ball off the ground like a field goal. Hey, mm. when you are. <laughs> an eighth grader throwing 120 feet and kicking the ball 157 feet. Yeah. I'll take that any day. 40 yards. Okay. I was yeah. like, I thought you said 120 yards for a second. I was like, what, what are you fucking Superman? Marcus Russell over here. <laughs> yep, Exactly. On my knees, throwing it out of the stadium on a Powerade commercial, like a Michael Vick. Cripes. But yeah, no. So, well, we'll, we'll, uh, how, how about this for for a new segment, Joey? You're you're gonna get a, a football, and without stretching, you're gonna do run, punt, and pass this weekend. Okay. Let us know what your totals are again. Okay, I'm in. Don't insure anything because we don't have insurance. Uh, I did <laughs> Habitat for Humanity yesterday, so I'm a little sore anyway from going up and down a ladder, which I haven't oh, done in months. But yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. All the excuses are already. No, nope, no, nope, I'm, I'm up. warmed up. I went and uh, went to Maisie and the boys' soccer practice and ran around the the field with them a little bit. So yeah, I, I got I got the ball skills. All right. Well, I would say I, I we we couldn't before we get to the games. I think the one last thing I wanted to like bring up because I think it's awesome. This, this is what NIL is all yes. about. Yes. You know, it's not about a paying yeah. players hundreds of thousands of dollars to like just basically pro recruit them. It's so you can have stupid meme and NIL deals where you have four Iowa state players lined up where it says purchase more ham and bacon for the Iowa pork producers. So um, I got a good kick out of it. I saw all of the uh, videos that they're putting up there. It was like all these players are just, um, just posing with like ham and bacon and shit. Um, <laughs> 
This is what it's about, man. How yeah. how do you do any better than this? Yep, I I like. I it was this. pretty creative, actually. Yes, like, I, I thought it was pretty fun. Oh, that and uh, Matthew. I think we talked about this one. General booty for uh, is it underwear? Oklahoma, the underwear. Yeah, we've we've talked yeah. about that one. That that it's that stuff. It's yeah. not the hundred thousand dollars for some random website and you you know just basically embezzle it to a kid. Yeah, that's just but, it. Like. Some of these guys are getting way over six figures pay to play. It ain't NIL. These guys, how much do you think these guys got for that? A piece. Um, I'm not really sure. From from the kids that I've talked when they like do these NIL stuff through Iowa State, like one of them, he did an eight hour camp, and he and I think they, I, I think it's you know they, it's got there's there's a comma in it, so this is probably a little bit more with it actually being. You know, pork producers. Yeah, I was gonna stuff. say like, I bet they got like ten grand a piece. Ten grand? I, I at most. I was thinking five. Five hundred dollars. I was gonna say t- no. yeah, ten, ten grand. <laughs> ten grand at the most. All the pork producer patties thrown at parades the rest of their life. Yeah, dude, they're so good. If you ever at a high oh, school yeah, baseball game and the pork producers are there, go get one. Well, I, I'm, I'm seeing in the comments, Jaeger wants to really rush and start talking. He wants to get to talking about the Iowa football game here. But I don't think there's much to gonna, talk about, is there? Uh, they tech, they did play a football yeah. game here, but did we'll, they? Uh, I'm saying, we'll, we'll, did they, though? Go ahead. <laughs> I didn't think they got off the bus until the second quarter. I'm not sure the way the score showed. Free, but, there we go. Well, Free pork for life. That is worth... Well, more Sorry. than I, I, any I dollar amount there. that those yeah. guys could have ever gotten right there. Yeah, I had to go pee during that uh, comment section. But if you are, I hope they got free pork burgers for life cooked by Keith Strite himself. Oh, yeah. Big pork producer grill <laughs> that you got at, like trends at baseball games or football games anytime. Oh, Put some Lowry's so on that. Oh, man. Yeah. Pork free pork are, for life mm. and a pit boss to smoke it on. Oh, yes. There you go. That well, is well, actually, better than. I'd say we'll actually get into the uh, ga- games here. Sorry. Go ahead. Trent. I was say that was that would be a better nil any nil deal that Arch Manning has gotten so far. Oh yeah, yeah. they they definitely don't want Arch's contracts. No. That's for damn no. sure. I'll put I'd it this way: down. I never had to pay for a pork patty in high school. So did I get <laughs> nil? Hmm. <laughs> Joey never had to pay to get that meat in high school. Great, Joey. Now we're going to be (laughs) stripped of all of our wins. Hey, I never got any. Now I know why that that, that 8-1 team didn't make the playoffs, all those illegal benefits, Joey. Now the truth comes out all these years later. All them pork patties slowed you down. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're not lying, Dave. You're not lying, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Took a few years, but yeah, you're right. It, it finally caught up. Yep. <laughs> um, well, we'll uh, we'll start with Iowa State's game. Iowa State wins 34-27. Uh, shockingly, I can't believe that they scored that many points. But three and a half, the over hit in the first half. Or uh, I think it hit early third, but it damn near hit in the first half here. Uh, Trent, yeah. how would you feel about the game? Uh, felt great about the game, but again, I had a bet on this, and I bet the under, so not great. <laughs> Me too. Uh, yeah. No, it felt good to 
have Iowa State kind of in the first quarter run what they've been running and say, okay, it's not working. And then they just did a 180 and kind of use that run because they they tried to run the ball the first quarter to lull, I would, I don't know, I want to say lull Oklahoma State's defense into thinking they're going to keep running. But I mean, they had wide open receivers just streaking down the field. So it was good to see them air it out a little bit and spread the field. I agree. They saw, hey, this isn't working. Let's move on from it. Whereas they could have just been stubborn and, you know, keep pounding your forehead against the wall. And it, it oh, is it going to hurt next time? Uh, oh, maybe next time it won't hurt. It, they didn't do that this game. Mm-hmm. And, and Oklahoma State's defense is the one where it, they, they have been the least efficient defense and probably the one of the worst defenses, I would say, in Power 5, let alone Big 12 for sure. That could have been the game Campbell could have really just dug his heels in and gone, no, we're going to run the fucking ball and we're going to prove it this game. And like and like we said, it, our line is run blocking atrocious. I, yeah. I don't – pass blocking, we're still not the greatest because Rocco can evade, but they were not proven much on the run, and it just felt good that we got that healthy blend of we're passing to open up the run. Because we did have yeah. a few with Sanders that were opening up here, but it was yeah. – um, that was in the fourth quarter, though, once the passing game had opened that up. Mm-hmm. So now I think Iowa State has, the last 10 games, has tried to run to open the pass game. Now I think they need to pass to open the run game. Yeah, when when you don't have an NFL quarterback to keep the pressure off them and an NFL running yeah. back to make up for mistakes on the line, it's a little tougher. So Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Rocco's still only been sacked one time this year. Yeah, and that was yeah, it was Ohio. Sorry, but yeah, yeah I mean that that one felt good. I guess speaking of Ohio, when we, the only game he got sacked, Ohio was up th- up thirty one zero with seven minutes in the second half or in the second quarter for uh, uh, versus Bowling Green. I'm not saying again. I'm not trying to say we shouldn't. Uh, it's okay to lose to a max school, but Ohio's Ohio's legit. You, you know they were just coasting They're, the last yeah. two and a half quarters and not pushing the pushing the issue because they had such a commanding lead and they got a legit defense that was scoring as well. Yep. So, yep, um, sure. mixing that with our defense, now that our offense, they've, they've listened, they changed everything. I'm feeling good going into this weekend. Now we still got a lot that we need to work on, but especially defense that, that was the, if there's a real big glaring issue, it's how is Oklahoma state that had three rotating quarterbacks. They finally settled on Bowman, but how is it all of a sudden, this is the game where our defense is, honestly not not playing as perfect as they usually do to even keep us in some of these god-awful games like Iowa and Ohio. Yeah, seeing them give up the 27 points was – that's – I didn't see that coming. Uh, but for some reason, Oklahoma State and Iowa State always play this super competitive game. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, how many times do you think he'll be sacked this week? Sorry, uh, I'm, I'm going through the comments. How many times do you think Rocco will be sacked this weekend? We're playing Oklahoma this weekend. We'll get to it. I, I mean, Oklahoma's defensive line is actually uh, pretty good. I, I mean, we're going to we're going to see a couple sacks this, this upcoming game. I know for sure. I was watching them play Cincinnati, and they're they're no joke. So. I'd say, yeah. I know Rocco's elusive, but if our it's all going to come down to that offensive line. It is if they can't even stop the little bit of pressure that we've even seen allowed in the Ohio and Iowa game, where I mean, 
we've talked about this before, but Iowa doesn't have the pass rush that they've had in years past. And if if we're going to if we're going to compete in this weekend's game, we're we're going to have to limit it. I guess it is a it's going to be a tough one, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I, it I, says here the host. I'm not saying who said it, but the, the host <laughs> said zero. Well, I was I was rambling, so it couldn't have been me. My hands are totally no. not yeah. down by near near my keyboard. So, <laughs> but but yeah, I would say good game. We needed that. It's a good confidence booster going into a tough game this weekend. So. For sure. Yep. Let, let's uh let's get it over with, gentlemen. Penn State thirty one, uh, Iowa zero. Penn State covered minus fifteen, and the under of thirty eight and a half hit. Uh, who wants to start? David, Joey. Joey. Okay. Uh, so I'll give you all the good news about this game in one sentence. We play Michigan State this weekend. Oh, that's it. I, it was not a great game. Not a great game whatsoever. And like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm trying to be positive. So, um, no, Iowa did not hit the over. Ryan Matthews. All right. With that said, I'm trying to be positive too, but uh, – I got a little bit here. So Trent brought it up before the podcast a little bit. And I wrote, kind of wrote this down as what other school would allow that to happen? Uh, probably zero. Mm-hmm. But the reason why they do let it happen uh, is a little thing called nepotism. <laughs> and then it, it also for is, those that are wondering what happened in case you are under a rock. Uh, what Dave's talking about is Iowa lost 31 to nothing to Penn State. They had 42 yards passing, 18-ish yards rushing, and four total first downs. Two, their- two before garbage damn time. It, Sorry, damn. Yeah, whatever. and and their their first shutout in 23 years. Yeah, that's what Dave's talking about. So continue, Dave. Sorry. Oh, okay. So. In my opinion, this should be the final game, or I would think this would be the final game for Brian Ferentz. Any other coach would be their nail in the coffin. See you later. But I'm going to be positive because we do play Michigan State. And, um, yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah. So before we started uh, streaming, I said that if his last name wasn't Ferentz, he would have gotten the Herm Edwards treatment and been fired before he hit the tunnel. Yeah, I don't think so. If, if, uh, I mean, so, not just because of the one game. I'm saying, like, if this offense had been like this for so long and so long and so long, and there's that much scrutiny, and then they do this. I mean, but Trent, it, it has it, and the only the only time it hasn't been this way is when we've had a senior led quarterback that they've let do the test of time for years in Ricky Stanzi, Drew Tate, CJ Beathard. I mean, they ran, uh, what's his name? Reddick out, out of Iowa city. Like it, it's just a storm of Kirk Ferentz led bullshit that fucking is going to keep happening until he's gone. We just won't be able to get out of this until Kirk is gone. Ken O'Keefe came and went twice. Greg Davis had the highest fucking scoring team in the nation in Texas. We hired him. He lasted a year. Like it, it's just we aren't going to get out of this until Kirk is fucking gone. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
So I would say, I know you guys brought up some negative stats. There were a couple that I'll be honest, I wanted to throw here as well, not to, not to pile on here. Oh, shoot. Let me uh, make this a little easier to read. But uh, what one of these photos here I, I got a kick out of. It's basically uh, the new, have you seen the new Kevin James? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, Brian Ferentz. It's that uh, uh, the, the uh, hot, ugh, Heavens FX talking about wide receivers are just fast blockers. Um, I got a pretty good kick out of that. <laughs> and if you see on the left there with Josh Pate, Penn State had 21 more plays than Iowa had total yards. Yep. Um, give me one second. I had one, one more that I wanted to throw on here. Uh, 64 Penn State had 64 more plays in general. I mean, that that's easily, you know, for the year, and I don't even know how many years past, the biggest differential in plays between opponents. I mean, Kirk had in his post game, he was talking about, well, the you know, we can talk about the offense didn't play good, but the defense didn't play great either. Kirk, they played 45 minutes of a 60-minute game. What the <laughs> fuck do you expect your defense to do here? So, you know? at halftime, at halftime, God, I can't believe I'm fucking saying this. Mm. 25 minutes to five minutes was the time of possession. Yeah. Iowa all together had 290 yards more in punting than they had in total offense. Then they had like 360 yards punting. What? 360. And now I have some fucking ad playing and I don't even know where the fuck that's coming from. Cool. Perfect fucking timing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened I, I felt pretty good I'm about trying this. to look up stats What's for that? Iowa and I get a fucking casino ad playing <laughs> cool oh, is it Buffalo? Uh, no it's Geico some shit I don't know what's going on I didn't know they had casinos I thought they just did car insurance they did but it was Buffalo yes. it was Geico <laughs> cool well, if, if you remember last week after the Ohio game, I think we knew whoever this fan is, you need to call him up and uh, heckle Kirk mm -hmm. after the game because apparently he fired your coach up and he 100% changed <laughs> yeah. his game plan. So I don't know his name as much as we hated him last week. You call him up, Joey, and I think you, I was going to turn around. He's going to heckle last Kirk, five years. and Kirk's just going to shove more gum in his mouth. Yeah. What will happen is there will be a – a team put in place to figure out why is this guy heckling Kirk Ferentz and there'll be a president. That guy will be president and the Kirk will take it over and say, no, no one's heckling me. We're good. And that's what's going to happen afterwards. Just like racism. Kirk Ferentz knows how to solve everything. There you go. Uh, God damn it. I, Kirk just says, if you're mad, you just wave at these children yeah. and remember things could be worse. And it's like, I'd rather be those children right now than watch this yeah. offense. Again. Right. Brian, Just, your uh, your tweet there had some great engagement. Eighteen retweets, two hundred forty likes, oh. two hundred or sorry, twenty two thousand views. Jeez. You know what? Sometimes you strike gold, <laughs> and, and for a middling podcast like this, that's yeah. impressive. I mean, you're right the now. guy that put out the the tweet last year from Pulse of the Heartland that made Bleacher Report too. Look at you. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to start getting paid from Twitter.com so we can supplement <laughs> having to buy new mics and cameras and shit. Mine looks like I'm in a dark room and I don't have any light. Yeah, yeah. Reason, your lighting so. makes your skin color a little dark for Elon to pay you. Just FYI. Oh, yeah. 
I would say my, my camera doesn't go any brighter, and I'm not going to be one of those TikTok girls that has the oh, huge need ring it. cameras behind me. I mean, you saw us fucking around with the, with the camera last you week, get, man. You get the ring camera deal, light deal, and then you play that Infinity song with it, and you'll have we'll have views up the yin yang. So, mm-hmm. oh yeah, Joy, that's what we need. Your, your setup yeah, now. Well, that's Rochelle's setup. This is her work desk. I'm just here visiting. Oh, we're getting some work done. Mm-hmm. Don't you worry. So, yep. yeah, uh, atrocious game. I mean, you could come up with any hilarious stat. It's going to be real for Iowa. Um, like you said, the, the here's the other thing I wanted to point out, because we're going to talk about our next few games. Actually, we'll talk about Iowa's next few games after this. I want to point out your schedule real quick and, and how you're going to sneak in the, uh, the wins that you need for a, a big bowl game this year. So, um, as, as much as we're three and one and we're feeling down in the dumps, you're going to play Michigan State mm-hmm. here, just fired their coach. Purdue, first year head coach. Wisconsin, first year head coach. Fleck, he's been there a while, but he always chokes against Iowa. Maybe this is Minnesota, the year. Minnesota. He just lost. Yeah, see, Minnesota just got beat by Northwestern. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Minnesota. So that one, pr- pretty easy. Uh, Northwestern just fired their coach for another uh, allegation this summer, so first-year coach. Rutgers, Shiano, you know, established. I'll give them that. Uh, Brett uh, Brett Belima, established coach, going to give you that. And then Nebraska, first-year head coach. This might be one of the easiest. You're going into, you know, a lot of programs that don't have, I guess you could say their players established. This is you're going to, and, and it's the thing that Iowa State fans are so jealous and so pissed off about. You're gonna, you're not gonna. I'm not gonna say luck, but you're gonna get eight to nine wins again because of the the Big Ten West and playing Michigan State of all teams on the other side of the Big Ten before it goes divisionless. And the the shitty thing is that I was I was coach Ference is just gonna go. Well, see what I tell you. You don't need to panic when this is the schedule. Yeah, I I was still gonna represent the Big Ten. West in the Big Ten championship game. I, I will I totally believe that. I never in my fucking life thought that I would have two Iowa State guys telling me how I was gonna win the Big Ten West and be optimistic about a fucking Iowa team. But yes, you're right. They they have super easy schedule. Um I don't care how easy your schedule is when you're 21.3 points a game, and the only reason you're even at that is because of Western Con- or yeah, Western Michigan. Sorry, I almost said Western Kentucky. I don't want to shame the Hilltoppers like that. But man, it's 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 gonna be a long season, folks. Uh I, Hold on, what would you say, Joy? The Hilltoppers? There it is. Oh. Look, there Ooh. it is. <laughs> Red Grimace. All nights to rep this oh, one. Man. That makes me happy. <laughs> well, I Sorry, I almost called him Rimis, and I knew how bad that sounded before I said it. So, I don't think that's his real name, yeah, though. Rimis. You, you ready to get some Rimis tonight? <laughs> I'll top so, your hill. Well, let let me. Get... Oh no! Your hill's been topped, boy. Well, let, let's get let's get Iowa's uh, game here. I, I this is what shocks me, I guess, most with this game versus Michigan State, and we know that they're don't have Mel Tucker. Not that I think he was that great of a coach, but Michigan state is a 12 and a half point underdogs going into Iowa <laughs> over under 36 and a half. Um, excuse me. Uh, games at six 30 on NBC, or if you don't have it, you can stream it on the cock. 
peacock that is but nbc uh, the cock the cock be ready to take it big 10 football you're gonna we're gonna cram it all the way later all right let's let's later uh reruns of 30 rock (laughs) yeah Hey, there, 30 cock. there I mean, is uh, a hell of a documentary on there uh, about Kurt Angle and his opioid addiction, or sorry, painkiller addiction. Uh, I'd watch that on the cock. Mm-hmm. That's good. Kurt Not Angle, the Kurt WWE Angle. wrestler. Yep. They got. A, I would say they got a bunch of W because they got WWE network. Um, ne- network yep. So he yeah. he won so, an Olympic medal uh, with a broken neck. So that's that's cool. Uh, the the other day, I uh, worked out a little bit more than I expected. I had to use a heating pad for a couple hours, and he won a gold medal with a broken See, neck. See, you're giving so. me shit for excuses about I can't run on pass. <laughs> habitat for humanity. <laughs> I was doing charitable yeah. fucking work here, man. Well, must be nice. I, I have to work for a living. Show I was you. working. It was yeah, part of my volunteer them. hours that I didn't do. So. What are volunteer hours? My my work says you you work until we tell you you're done, and then they have a seatbelt. They just strap me into the seat. Not until you're done with all your truckers, boy. Are you a lot lizard, so, Brian? Um, a lot lizard. Yes. <laughs> Get your seatbelt yeah. strapped in and finish your truck. No. New Twitter handle for Brian. <laughs> no, we're absolutely not going to start that. That's that's yeah, why your sure. camera is so dark. So they can't see your face when you're fucking the truckers. That's what it is. Yeah, it's it's so you can't see what I'm doing with my other hand. That's why. So. He's not even in a room. Anyways, He's in the back of a truck. It's a, it's yeah, a sleeper it's, cab. Uh, He's like Ricky's uh, dad on Trailer Park Boys living in the dump in his cab. Dave knows. <laughs> I've never seen it. So I can't be hurt by what you said, all right? Yes. Let's talk about fucking how bad Iowa is. Um, Matthews has a good question. How is a team a 12-point favorite if they're not going to have 12 minutes of possession this game? Iowa has to score 24 points for this, you know, 24 to 12 around there. Yep. Yeah, I guess you're right. 25 to be over. yeah. Yeah. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be ugly. Uh, if you're betting that under, I I would bet your kids' life savings on that. Like it's not gonna. There's no way in hell that hits the over. Yeah, Michigan State might not score. I, I think they're about in like just quitting mode yep. at this point. You, you know, <laughs> their head coach leaving the, this schedule. Which I team mean, are you talking about? I, I was. <laughs> I'm talking about I'm talking about two things. Michigan's whole team and Iowa's wide receivers. That's what I'm talking Ugh. about. Do, do, do we need to bring up the stat again? Uh, Iowa's receivers have 14 receptions and Army's receivers, Army, who last year up in this was the first year they called them wide receivers. They used to call them wide tackles. Uh Army has 27 receptions again if it wasn't for the western michigan game iowa would be going on another streak of not throwing a touchdown to a receiver how does that mm-hmm. fucking happen <sighs> you, you know you want to know how bad it is man sorry not, not to no. keep piling but like 
they did interviews today, and they're starting to get to ask the tough questions because everyone sees the money that's thrown around with NIL. They see the money that Kirk and and Brian are getting paid, and they're asking these players like, "What is going on with these receivers? How can we not get it open?" And McNamara said, I, "I'm just here. I I do the plays. I don't call them. I just run the plays." And you got a receiver going, "Hey, I'm just going to out here run yep. as hard as I can. If I if my playing as hard as I can is blocking every play, so be it." That they might as well just say Brian Ferentz fucking sucks, yep. in my opinion. That that is as uh, as as close to player speak as you can say to I fucking hate this system right now. Well, last season, the same thing happened with Petrus and uh, Reddick. No. Padilla. Peso Padilla. Padilla, yeah. Uh, you know, the inter- the media asked Trias, Petrus, whatever, those questions, but then they asked Padilla the same questions, and you could just tell that one was just like, hey, I'm here to do this, and if I can get on the field, I guess I'll sit on the sidelines, you know. It's the same mm-hmm. – all it is is just uh, pretty much like a deja vu. Like you can tell that it is just. I hate using the word dictatorship, but maybe it is. It's like a parents thing where it's just like, hey, we're just gonna stick to the old because I haven't seen any new exciting things since like the second week in the game or in the season. Sorry, um, I'm just excited to go down to the to an Iowa game. As a fan, like so, this weekend's gonna be fun. Oh yeah, you're going to the game. I guess this so. is a good one to go to. Yeah, six thirty game. It'll be a late one, late, late getting back to Port Dodge, but it'll be all right. All right, I would say you're you're gonna have to give us some some fresh sideline reporting on on kind of the overall mood from the stands, um, and kind of be like that Aaron Andrews if you can. <laughs> uh, mm. I don't think I could get that hot. Okay. <laughs> you can't pull that well, off. Strip in front no. of a keyhole and in your hotel room that someone can videotape through. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was either way, I was just going to say, I, we just want you to dress like Aaron Andrews is more okay. what I was going I could probably pull that off. So, spaghetti mm-hmm. straps, you mm-hmm. know. But, Still staring um, at them titties, uh, diff- What was that, Brian? I could, what? <laughs> Joey's talking about titties. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you think Iowa covers? <laughs> That's my answer. <laughs> I'm laughing. Yeah, just burp. Yeah. yeah. Joey? Uh, 12 and a half. Give me a defensive touchdown and a random tight end touchdown. Yeah, like Trent said, Michigan State's not going to score. Sure. Yeah. I'll take 14 nothing. Yeah. That would be a good prop this weekend is Iowa defensive touchdown yeah. at this point. Yeah, I mean, they're they're with, with the team they're like, on pace to have yeah. the lowest defensive scoring in a Phil Parker coach defense. I saw that this weekend. So um they're they're hungry. They they need turnovers. Doesn't help when you're playing in the rain and Penn State doesn't turn the ball over and you have four. So yeah, um I would not be surprised mm. if there's a pick six or a punt return or something. So yeah, give me that defensive touchdown. I'll go the cover too. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go fourteen nothing. Oh, I just no. got a text from Torres. I'm I'm gonna let him know he better watch it on YouTube. Hey, hey, Iowa fans, if you could answer this one real quick, who's more defeated right now, Iowa's wide receivers or Britney Spears' music? Britney Spears' music career. Receivers can transfer out again. 
even if they did come from Ohio State. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Jones had exactly. 140 passes thrown to him mm-hmm. last year. And I think what what have the Iowa receivers had 45? Total? Yeah. Total in four games. That that is insane. They're they're projecting less total to all wide receivers in Iowa's team than just Charlie so Jones I, last year. For me, it was so hard to watch knowing Luke Lachey's out. Eric All is our like best thing after that. Why did we not throw to the receivers more? Like, just get them more touches or more targets in that game. Yeah, it, it, they just don't exist. Yeah, well, and you only got four scholarship receivers too, but that that's still terrible. They're, they're, you're not going to be. I think Tom Fernelli said it best. You're you're basically going to have to recruit at MAC level to get any receivers that want to. Like, do I want to be at the best MAC school or one of the better? Uh, Big Ten schools, I'll get exposure, but I'm not going to get thrown right. to either. So, I don't know, man. That that one's going to be a rough one. But um, Iowa State opens as 20-point underdogs at Oklahoma on uh, Saturday night. Over under 48 and a half. Excuse me. Games at 6 o'clock on FS1. Trent, how do you think we're going to do? This is a tough game. I know we just we're, we're riding high right now after beating Oklahoma State and them flipping the switch to, you know, hey, we're going to pass to open the run um, that they, you know, we're excited they made a difference or made a switch here. Um, but I don't see us beating Oklahoma. They're good. They're really good. Mm-hmm. Um, their defense, this is going to be the best defense that, I don't. I mean, Iowa's defense is good, but yeah, like you said, Rocco Beck is probably going to get sacked. Uh oh, they're dark. <laughs> um, yeah, this this is going to be tough. In twenty, I don't know. Do, do you think Oklahoma score or covers that twenty? I don't see them covering the 20. I think our defense will improve from last mm-hmm. week. I think it was kind of a shock, to be honest, that Oklahoma State kind of changed up their whole game plan as well with keeping one person, and they're really starting to yep. air it out. Um, a couple stats I want to throw out because I know Matthews is going to get uh, get all giddy about it. I guess first, I got another trivia question for you. Since 2000, Oklahoma leads the FBS in most 4-0 starts, uh, 4-0 starts to a season. How many times have they started 4-0? Since 2000? Well, since 23 seasons. What did you say, Dave? Mm-hmm. 12? Yeah, 12. I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go like 18. I'm going 20. You're close. It was uh, Trent was closest. It was seven, 17 seasons where they've started 4-0. So they, they, I would say... They're in familiar territory, and say, especially coming off of last year, this is the start they absolutely needed to kind of get more confidence under Venables. Um, Oklahoma leads all they they're edging out Iowa State barely in the all time record. Oklahoma leads head to head seventy nine to seven and two, um, but of the seven wins that Iowa State has had, four of them have been in Norman, which we play in this weekend, and two of the seven have been under Matt yeah. Campbell. So. We're right in the spot that See, we want. Matthews Matthews now. says he doesn't have enough fingers to count how many times they've started 4-0. Oh. 
jokes on you i work with radiation every day so maybe i do <laughs> soon <laughs> enough you're gonna have it here you know, start growing a few My on the child side might. um <laughs> oh, no. For me, working close to radiation. Yeah, a couple few finger, fingers, yeah. a couple a spare eyeball, yeah. you know, shit like that. Well, yeah, That's you bad. and um, your wife both work in radiation, so yeah. So creepy. Sides. I uh, I personally think though, if you watched uh, the, this last game that where they played Cincinnati, now Cincinnati got away with quite a few things uh, when they're playing them, which. Maybe that will come into our favor is the refs being on our side in this game and not calling some shit. But um, Emory Jones isn't the greatest quarterback. He was doing enough to kind of keep it close. But I don't know. I, I think this is going to hit over, but I think Iowa State covers. I think our defense is, gonna, is going to do as much as they can. But I think our offense, now that we're opening up, I think it's going to kind of be run and gun. Unfortunately, right now, Oklahoma's got the better athletes, and they always have. So it's going to be, if our defense can step up, if our line can play good enough to give Rocco enough time to at least be elusive and make something happen, I think we it gives us the slimmest of shots. Um, I texted him earlier what he thinks. Um, Dylan, Gabe, we're gonna have to expect a bad game from Dylan Gabriel because if he, he he's kind of a I don't know if you want to say game manager statistician. He's not gonna blow up, but he doesn't really make the mistakes. Now, if you can get him making some mistakes, like we our defense is capable of. I think we have a shot here, but if anything, from what I saw at seeing this game with how we've started and where we are at the season, the only thing I'm mad about is I'm disrespected that the over under is, or I'm sorry, the, the spread is 20 points. We've played them within, I think two touchdowns the last seven, eight years. I mean, that's that, that one feels a little bit egregious. So Matt Campbell's teams always, versus Oklahoma for some reason plays them close and they just muddy this game up and they play and yeah. keep it the game ugly to keep it close this team can't do that though this team can't ugly this game yeah. up by just trying to run the ball we don't have David Montgomery anymore we don't have Brees Hall anymore our offensive line can't run block so you said about the running gun and unfortunately Oklahoma's can score points. So Iowa State better not miss any opportunity to put points on the board. Uh, agreed. And, and we've seen that too many times this year, man, where it, it's be, between that, we haven't had great success with our special, special teams in all games. This last Saturday was probably the most together special teams that we've seen. Yep. So we're getting in the right direction here with, with how we want to uh, with how we want to play this one. It is just going to be this is a tall task. You're you're also playing for the last time in Norman. That, that that's a tough environment. I don't I don't know. Um, I I know when I went there, honestly, they, they were in a couple years where they were so good. It's like oh we're I think we are up twenty. They're up twenty one in uh well. <laughs> Sorry, he mentioned Lincoln Riley, but they're up twenty-one. So it's if you're an Oklahoma Sooner fan, you're up twenty-one versus Iowa State. You go out drinking. You you're not going to lose that game. You think, you know. So the fans cleared out much earlier. You know that helped keep us in the game. I think with not having as loud of a stadium, if Venables has them going this whole game, you know that's going to be another huge factor playing in, in Gaylord Memorial. So, mm -hmm. um, and as Matthews brought up to me earlier, there the worst thing that happened to Iowa State was Lincoln Riley leaving. 
him having no defense was the best thing that could have happened to us. Now they actually are playing the best defense that they've, they've played in some time. Yeah, yeah Venables is a, he's a great defensive mind. So, well, shit, I, I would say my computer's acting slow as shit, so I'm not able to pull up the comparison for the last few years with uh, us playing Oklahoma. But I would say, I, all I know is under Campbell, we've played him a lot closer than we have in, in years past. Mm-hmm. I think we have a we have a chance, a, a small, we're even going to be remotely close. But if we play a game that we can, we'll, we'll cover the spread. If Oklahoma comes out firing and we have the, you know, we don't want to, be here that we saw versus Iowa and Ohio. It's going to be, uh, it might be TCU bad to be honest. From Oklahoma's got enough Ugh. firepower, and we might just you know how the defense is. It, it could get that bad. I don't think it will, but yeah, I hope that doesn't happen because know. I mean, at least last year it was the last game of the season, and everybody's like, "Screw it, we're just ready for the season to be over." Like I didn't even watch the game, whereas. You know, we still got like eight games left. I don't, uh, I hope that doesn't happen here. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, Christ. No, I, I don't, I don't think we'd even be that close to th- them giving up at this point. But yeah. Um, sorry. I, it's finally loading here. I'm trying to see if I could see the last few games, but, um, you do your thing, bud. Uh, I do want to 14. let you know that that mustache is magnificent. And you should keep that going. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I would say since 2016, it's never been more than a 14-point spread. So, I mean, the last eight to- eight games that we've played versus them. So, a 20-point spread, I think that's, I wouldn't say easy money. But <laughs> <laughs> beating the spread equals a cyclone win. Well, it's a win for my pocketbook. It's going to probably be one of my bigger bets <laughs> that I have this weekend. But, um, but yeah, I would say it. it I think we, we at least cover in this game. We we know we know where we're at this season. Ranked seventh in the preseason. So, yep. Um, I put on a bunch of uh, top twenty five matchups plus the Colorado game because that's going to be shoved down our throats. So we might as well get some clicks out of it anyways. Um, number eight USC at Colorado. Number ten Utah at nineteen Oregon State. Twenty four Kansas at number three Texas. Thirteen LSU at twenty Ole Miss. And then number eleven Notre Dame at number seventeen Duke. Uh, David, go first. Wh- which is your besides the Iowa and Iowa State game? What, what's going to be the game you watch this weekend? Uh, probably or best game, I guess. I guess the best game for me is probably going to be. I'm just going to say it, even though not really wanting to. But USC against Colorado. Uh, I think the Trojans mm-hmm. are by twenty one. I think they can think they get halfway. Scores? Yep. I think so. Uh, Colorado looked like total garbage against Oregon, and I think USC is not on Oregon's level like much, really, but I do think mm-hmm. USC can beat them by at least 21. So that's my big uh, best game or best bet of the bigger games. Joey? Uh, well, my first two choices are probably going to steal Bryant and Trent. Uh, I really, really, really love that Utah-Oregon State game. I just think it's – Utah's still not playing. I mean, Cam Rising came back a little bit. Um, I, I think o- Oregon State is still very fucking good. They had a very entertaining game 
entertaining game against Wazoo. Give me Utah to win that, mm-hmm. you know, 13 to, I don't know, 17 maybe. Like, I, I think they just pull people down into the muck. They're going to end up winning the Pac-12 again this year just because, I mean, everyone else is going to beat each other up. I think Utah is just extremely well-balanced on both sides and just super hard to beat. But Oregon State, I, I know they look bad against DJ – or DJ looked bad against Wazoo – Look for a bounce back game. I, I don't know. I, I love that game. So, yeah, I'm going to take that one. Mm-hmm. I think in that one it's going to be because, you know, Utah has not really been challenged off uh, or uh, had to come from behind in any game. They play, they were always ahead in Baylor, and, the, and Baylor, excuse me, almost came back. The Florida game, we're starting to see what they are, but Florida mm-hmm. was never in that match. It'll be interesting if DJ does have this game where he can start out, start out and, and come out quick. If Utah's going to be able to come back, because like, like you said, I know Cam Rising hasn't been part of it, and Nate Johnson's had plenty of time mm-hmm. in here. Uh, is he going to be able? Is he going to be able to have that playmaking that Cam Rising does? And is he going to be able to honestly make it a game, or is Oregon State going to be able to pull it away even with Utah's defense? Well, and you might know this because I I don't know for sure. I haven't listened to a lot of podcasts yet this week, but. Uh, is rising rising supposed to be back this week and so is their starting tight end uh, and then they have two defensive linemen coming back so i mean they played ucla with mm-hmm. like their b minus team and drug them down mm-hmm. into their their level so i don't i really like utah i really do they're they're the what i what i wish iowa was i mean with the stellar ass defense that a, a team that can put up points would need be you just won the red and black uniforms, don't you? I do, and it's pretty validated. Oh, man, give me those Utes. Those, if you could mix those, Utes those are with one of the coolest jerseys, though. All right, I'll be right back. I have mine from high school. Let's see if it fits. Oh, I thought you were going to say you had a Utah jersey. No, That's like, what I thought too. How did you Utah? No, I. I mean, I wish I did. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, mm. I would have to agree. I think those red and black Utah jerseys, especially that helmet where it's like a black helmet with the red. Uh, Utes logo here, yeah. Oh, that's, the Utes logo, yeah. That's like one of the cooler combinations out there on uh, college football uniforms, I think. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, now, real quick, Dave, I gotta ask you as the, as the Iowa fan, while Joey's changing, did Utah ask for permission to wear black uniforms? No, nobody does, they just take it. <laughs> How dare they! These motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't um, get it. Uh, my other close game, though, this week, still, oh, I don't know what time oh, it is, boy. is the Notre Dame Dukey. Holy crap. You do have... Yes. Sorry, you're missing <laughs> this man in all his glory, Dave. Holy cow. That's what our look... What's the sleeve logo look like again? Oh, yeah, the PV. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. This I was freshman what... year, remember? I, I was varsity freshman year. Freshman so year, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Bragging about being var- varsity as freshman year. Damn. Yeah, right. We're going to have to cut out early so I don't feel bad about myself. Hey, oh. I just embarrassed myself with my gut all over the place. So, hey. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot what the Prey Valley logo is. <laughs> <laughs> we never had a logo. We, we were just, it was just always, it, we, we, we never had the logo on the side or anything. It was just the, like Alabama and Penn State, we were that dominant. We just had black helmets. Yep. Well, oh, I meant like this the the jersey stripe oh, thing. I forgot what that even looked armor. like. I couldn't even remember what it was. Looks like fancy, like tr- a tribal tattoo on our arms. Oh yeah. 
Trent, what, what, what's your big game? Um, I'm going to go Big 12 homer here, Kansas-Texas. Uh, Kansas plays Texas tough every year. I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think Kansas will win this. I really don't. Texas is playing good. Um, but like Matthew said, I mean, I know he's an Oklahoma fan, so he's got to be a Texas hater. But uh, Texas yeah. on upset alert, I agree. Uh, I don't think it will happen, but. I do like this game. I agree. Now, the one thing that's going in their favor is Texas doesn't put anyone away, man. Have you, have you watched any of their games? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, the Alabama, no one's going to take away the Alabama game. Was yep. We're not, we're not going to talk to you about that, but it's like, if you're Texas and you need to be number three and you're trying to make the playoffs for the first time, you got to put Wyoming away. Style. Points. Yeah. I know. Yeah, you know, you got to get some style points. You got to put them away. And and trust me, we know Wyoming isn't just a slouch. They they took Texas Tech to the uh they took Texas Tech to overtime and beat them. But Longhorns, you you ain't you ain't the Red Raiders. You're not Texas Tech. You you don't want to strive to be just kind of like them, you know. They they took they finally put Wyoming away late in the fourth. Rice they had starters in for quite a bit of a game. Baylor was their most complete game thankfully last week and they did you know, that one was with ease. So they're going into it. It's just going to be, you know, it kind of comes back to, you know, Lance, uh, Lance Leipold. I mean, being a solid coach that he is, uh, do we have this? Do they even have the spread on that at all? Uh, I don't. Let's see here. I can, I'm going to look it up here real quick, but I mean, I, I believe Texas is about a 10 point, uh, dog here. Or Um, Kansas, you mean? No, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Kansas is a ten point dog. Is what I, I believe it is. This is a Texas is sixteen and a half. Yeah, Kansas covers that. I think. What, I, I know. I know Texas. Sorry, what do you have, Joey? Sixteen and a half. That okay. I think Kansas covers that. I know their defense isn't worth a shit. Or I'm sorry, their defense is not to that level. I think that can stop Texas but their offense can keep up as well. So I, I think that's going to be enough with Lance uh, Leopold leading them. I think it's, excuse me, going to keep it close, but I think Texas pulls this one out. But um, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm surprised no one picked. I was kind of like in the uh, Notre Dame-Duke game because I think this is going to be one a good bounce back for Notre Dame. And uh, if Duke's actually going to be legit, I was going to consider LSU Ole Miss, but – like I said last week, Ole Miss, you know, a, a bunch of Iowa fans a few years ago were, were mad at Colin Cowherd for saying that Iowa was the fake ID of college football. You've lost that. You've lost that. It's now Ole Miss. They're the fake ID of everyone thinks they're good every fucking year. And every decent opponent with a heartbeat in the SEC they play, they absolutely shit the bed. And I can't believe how uh, just every it's an every year. This is the worst Alabama team that they could have played. And Kiffin loses by two scores. Yep. So, I don't know. I think LSU has a get-right game with them, even though I know it's at 20. I think LSU covers that one, man. O- Ole Miss is just – they're good, but they're 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 not what they should with that talent. I still think they would win the Big um, Ten West. <laughs> just saying. No offense, Joey. Iowa State would have a good chance of winning the Big Ten West right now. I mean, they almost beat Iowa, so yeah, it makes sense. 
<laughs> that that Iowa game was a two score game until garbage time yeah. and they weren't trying. I'm not gonna act like that was like a what true one score. Nah. So Notre Dame um, Duke. I do that's have, my second game for this week. What's that? Notre Dame Duke. Uh, Duke is playing mm-hmm. very very well. Uh, they I've watched I watched some of the highlights of their first couple games and I caught a good chunk of one of their games actually on my phone. And they play very good, like very just balanced team. And I think Notre Dame probably wins, but I think it's going to be a fight. Mm-hmm. So Notre we... Dame and Duke, Duke 17 in the nation. What is this, a basketball game? They're not good at football. <laughs> I like that. God damn. They're, they're going to get Coach K, who's what, isn't he 80 years old as well and has jet black hair? They'll yep. bring him out and, and – Cheer uh, and uh, get the Duke team riled up. It's like um, seventy four, but yeah, eighties close. Uh, 70, close enough, <laughs> close enough to where we know he doesn't have jet black hair. That that was the main <laughs> point of that one. I've seen uh, the Krushkeskyville. Krish- I can't even um, say, I say did, the name. I, since we're talking some of these top teams, I did throw in one here because, and, and we can talk about bets. I don't know if you guys. Have any guarantees? Because I, I haven't seen Don plays tonight, but we want, I want to give him oh, some yeah. minutes here. Um, I went because I, I won him so much money last week. <laughs> Did you? Well, yeah, I, I don't bet the under and the well, yeah, the under hit. So yeah, yeah. Um, can you name the five schools right now? Since we're getting into betting a little bit, that are undefeated straight up and against the spread this season. Now. I'm going to give you a clue on that. It's going to be one team from each of these conferences, one from the PAC 12, one from the big 12, one from the big 10, one from the ACC and one from conference USA. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Is that right? That's the conference USA one. You're right there. Is is Texas. No. No. Can you? Nope. (laughs) What? Kansas State, Oklahoma, uh, they've been pounding everybody. Yeah, yeah. they got Washington's the Pac-12 team. Right. No, what? What spread didn't they cover? Utah. Uh, I'm just listening to Tom Fernelli tweet. I don't have the stats in front of me. Is it Utah? No, it's not. Is it USC? No, I was gonna say it can't be. They've they have not covered Washington State. No, Oregon. It's Oregon. I mean, we only had to list five of the five undefeateds there. So you had Oregon, Oklahoma, Liberty. All right, who's the who's the uh, who's the uh, ACC team? Florida State. Right. No, not Florida State. They just won by two. The U, right baby. Wrong. It's not the U. It's not a farther north. It's nope. Fucking Duke. Are you kidding me? Nope. North. North of Duke. Virginia. Virginia. Oh. Well, what would you say, Dave? Virginia? North. We are good at this game. Boston College? <laughs> West. <laughs> Louisville. Syracuse. Oh, God. All right. La- last one. Well, Sorry. Shit. Uh, Everyone is undefeated in the ACC right now, so that makes sense. Yeah. Play a bunch <laughs> of garbage teams in the out-of-conference. Yeah. Big Ten's um, got to be Michigan, right? Wrong. You just said, I think, the answer. I almost slipped it when I when I said Big Ten earlier. Penn State. 
Yep. Penn State. Penn State. Okay. All right. Sorry. Actually, last one. This is at the bottom here. Can you name the teams that are undefeated but winless against the spread? Ooh. A Big Ten and an SEC school. Ohio, Ohio State. State. Nope. Michigan. Mm-hmm. Michigan. Yep. And then who's and... the SEC school? Georgia. You got it. Yeah. Georgia. I was going to say, their spreads are so big, oh. probably. Yeah. And they, so can we go back to the uh, top 25 real quick? Because Georgia no. seems like, okay. We, we, we moved past it, Joey. We can't go back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Top 25. What do you, what, 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 what you, what you got? Well, here, well, obviously, Georgia doesn't look, you know, like the world beaters that everyone thought they were going into the year. Uh, they didn't have the big ass mm-hmm. Oregon game. Do you guys think they win the national championship still? Uh, a quarter of the way or a third of the way through the season, do you think that they win the national championship? I'm going to let those two answer I, first. I think they do, but I don't think it's as convincing throughout the year as, you know, like, oh, last year it was like, George mm-hmm. is going to win this. Like, we're, everybody's just playing for second place. I don't think it's like that this year, but I still think they win it. Um, but I, you know, there's a lot of teams that can sneak up on them right now. I agree. Uh, and my, my other thing that I want to touch on with this is how is LSU still at 13? I mean, they really only lost a decently competitive game against Florida state. And I mean, they squeaked out a win against Arkansas, but Arkansas is no, no slouch in the SEC West. Like LSU's damn good. How are they only 13? So you're saying they're Arkansas underrated? ain't that yeah. great either, though. Yeah, but they're not. I was I know. ranked they're, they're not. They're, they're middling. Yeah, I think I think Penn or LSU should be in the top ten, and I still don't think Georgia should be in the top maybe five right now. If you go resumes. So so who who do you take out of the top ten right now hmm. then? I don't know. That, that was what I my other thought. I, I really see. I'm pulling it right now. So no. So just to go over quick: Georgia, Michigan, Texas, Ohio State, Florida State, Penn State, Washington, USC, Oregon, Utah, and then 11, 12, Notre Dame, Alabama that have one loss as well. Probably USC. They have the worst resume. Yeah. I take one I loss against that. Florida State over whoever USC has played so far. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, this is you, why I don't like preseason rankings, but that, that is what it is. I agree because we're, we're seeing it, and I can't remember what account it is. I think it's like uh, CFFB, CFB Home that like throws mm-hmm. up these stats. There's 27 undefeated teams, and how many one-loss teams – you know, right now it should be whoever's undefeated is should be in the rankings above everyone else, and then one loss. Mm-hmm. And I know it's strength of schedule right now, but you have a one loss Alabama, a one loss LSU, a one loss Ole Miss, a one loss Tennessee, a one loss Florida, all above four and teams, including a four and Missouri. Right. You know, who's another SEC that you could make an argument should be above them. How, how do you have so many one-loss SEC teams in the top 25 other than strength of – you can say strength of schedule so that then when they all cannibalize each other, they go, 
well, it's a tough SEC loss because Florida is ranked 22nd. Tennessee was 21st, even though these teams haven't proven much to be in the top 25. Right. Well, then what do you do at the end of the year when all the Pac-12 teams cannibalize each other? And, I mean, should yeah. all of them still be in the top 25 because they're all good? You know? It, it, We're going to – we need to keep an eye out because this will be a good indication this year. We all agree Pac-12 is probably the strongest conference this year, top to bottom, because five of the ten are highly ranked. I would think you know, so. You can't say that about Big Ten has very low bottom feeders. Same with the Big 12. Same with every other conference. If the Pac-12 cannibalizes each other and they have – we need to watch week to week. You know, when, when Florida loses, it's a drop in one spot. But if Utah – say if Utah loses to Oregon State and they drop like eight spots – that's going to be the big bullshit meter when right. they're, it's a top 20 matchup and they're playing on the road too. A hundred percent agree. Yep. So I feel like I that's how it, it always is outside of like, I feel like the PAC 12, like this year shows how strong they are for a conference, but I feel like it could be any conference that say it's a eight versus a 15 team, eight versus 15. If you're outside of the SEC and you're the eighth ranked team and you lose, I feel like most of the time you go far that you can't catch up. A lot of times. Like, no matter, like, if it's Big Ten, if it's Big 12, ACC, whatever it is, I just feel like that's why I think the bias towards the SEC is kind of, I'm kind of glad it's backing off, but I still think it hovers over a little bit. But I'm also an old, older guy that I just think undefeated teams need to be ahead of the one loss teams at least. The first at least early weeks. on. So well, yeah, I think so. Regardless of of regardless of what the scat or who you've played, if you're undefeated, you should be above a one loss team. Right now, I think so. Yeah. Yep. So I think we've solved yeah. this. These first the NCAA before it's don't even have rankings until like yeah. week six, yes. and then it's like okay, then go. Who have you played? What have you done? And, and see that that's where I disagree with you, Dave. Is the Florida State LSU thing? You know the big matchups. That I don't know. I guess you could say by week four, you know who who is decent and who's not by that point. But I don't know. And especially with like, uh, take, take a team like Utah. We've already talked about that's playing with like their B minus team right now because they have so many injuries. It's hard to judge, you know, how bad is Florida because they lost to Utah, but how good is Utah because they beat Florida at this point in the season? I don't know. I, yeah, I agree with Trent and, and I agree with you 95% of the way. I, I just think I do agree remember. with all of you with the the preseason rankings like get rid of them and then start like whenever like this week whatever week it is be week uh, five start there or something mm-hmm. yeah week five because but I do think no matter if they're gonna keep it this way if you are undefeated yeah like if unless you've played like I don't know three super horrible teams, then yeah, or three teams that haven't mounted nothing, sure, yeah, be a little bit lower. But if you're playing in these bigger games and you're undefeated, yes, you should be way ahead of any one-loss team. That's how I feel about it. Like, 
So if I'm just asking you straight up right now, do you think Alabama loses to Missouri then? Yep. Like right now, like if they played? Yeah. I guess I'm – so if Missouri beat Alabama – no, is that you what you're think, saying? Who, who wins between Alabama and Missouri? Because Alabama's got one loss and Missouri's undefeated. So that's why I'm asking is because rankings should be who is who could be who. You know, oh, do you think yeah. Alabama loses to Missouri? Uh, I don't know. I guess I never thought of it this way. And I'm really but, but then you're where it's going. <laughs> yeah, but, but then you're just think... feeding immediately into the into the well sec teams should never drop because they play tough competition you know lsu has a legit loss to a number four oh right alabama has a, a legit loss to number three that doesn't mean at some point we can't just go well we can never drop them the tough losses everyone has tough losses man. oh and i'm, you, I'm you not know? i'm not saying that you shouldn't drop them out of the top 25 or anything like that i'm just saying like mm-hmm. i feel like rankings should be resume based not so much of what your record is um because you can have you know quote unquote good losses like like i said last week you know whoever loses the ohio state notre dame game still in the college football playoff because it's an early loss it's a good loss i mean especially the way the game played out that's even better now it's basically both teams won i don't know it's tough for me to go all right let's look at these resumes Hmm. Early on, you failed one of your four assignments, and here's the other team. Oh, they've won every game. They've won every game that's on their schedule, and that's what we always get told yep. by the SEC is like Georgia with their bullshit playing Ball State, right. Tennessee, right? Uh, School of the Blind. We can only play who's on their schedule. Mm-hmm. Well, Missouri and Oklahoma and North Carolina, all these teams can only play who's on their on their schedule right now. But Alabama, you know, they lucked out that Texas happened to be good that well, good the last couple of years, but. They happen to be luck out that Texas is very good this year compared to a year where, like, you schedule them 13 years ago and all of a sudden they're complete dog shit. And you go, well, you got to play who you play, you know? Right. I just and think early on it should, we should go by records. In, in a, yep. I agree to disagree, I guess, which is fine. You better not disagree. No. Because for me, like, <laughs> never mind. Well, let's just move on. I'm just go dragging ahead, the podcast down now. Well, for me, if it's a, you know, if Iowa runs the table now, ends up 12 and 1 after beating Ohio State or Michigan in the college football or or the Big Ten championship game, should they be a fucking Mm -hmm. playoff team? Are you fucking kidding me? No, not in a million fucking years. Like, there's no way in hell. And I agree with that. Yeah. Like, they, they could be 12 and 1. I would be like, absolutely fucking not. What about in the expanded playoffs when there's going to be 12 teams? Yeah, and then they could be exposed. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that that would make more sense than them being in now. It's just, I don't know. I, I heard this on the Cover 3 podcast. I just, I'm, the most, the thing I wanted to hear most is what your guys' thoughts mm-hmm. were on how we should be ranking people. Because a lot of people like Danny Cannell, I agree with him on 0% of things besides this. Um, he goes by resume, and I agree with that. I think it should be based on what your resume is, and not even so much of if you beat another ranked team, but if you beat a team that's a solid team that we've seen on paper four weeks in now. 
Um, so yeah. that that's kind of how I feel about it. So yeah, let's go I mean, right down the middle. At week six, those first six games. That's building your resume. After that, perfect. In two weeks, we'll come back on this podcast and we're going to go down each other's top twenty-five rankings. <laughs> we're going to down go down <laughs> each other's one. Yep. <laughs> top twenty-five no, like if, things. I no, but like I agree. I think first you have to start with a very unbiased. Hey, we know George is the best, and we know the good teams. You don't rank rank them until at least week four. I'd probably even say six more than anything. You know, mm-hmm. but like. Speaking of that, I'm okay with resume building, but when you're building off of a preconceived notion at the beginning of the season that Alabama was number three, and then they lose to who is now number three, and they can never drop, even though they lost by two scores, they they struggled versus USF, who it's five-star versus one- to two-star players. They should not be remotely close to 12. And the big flaw in this system, more than anything, resumes, it's the it's the reporters and the voters that don't watch college football. And you can see it from a couple ways. One, Alabama right now, after a loss to Texas and struggling versus USF and a quarterback controversy, that any other school would be, this is kind of a big issue. We don't know who to start and everything. They're still getting voted as high as eight in the country by Brian Howell and as low as 18th. So no one thinks they're outside of the top 20, even though, like you said, resume and what they've done, they haven't shown anything to work to me to prove they're even remotely close to top 10 in the country. LSU has people breaking them. The highest is 10th. They have three voters and they have someone wrote ranking them as low as 19th. So you got these people that are not watching football. They're just kind of voting with, you know, what, what I feel, you know, they just, it's a feeling more than actually watching what they're doing out there. Right. And I bring it up in that way because you see the same thing not, by not only these reporters that vote in the top 25, but these voters that vote in the Heisman. How many yes. years have we seen players that are exclusively in the Southeast, Clemson, all of the SEC, Texas, they get way more votes and are very inflated because the Southeast is very regionalized compared to like, I was shocked that Kayla Williams deserved to win last year, but him being a West coast guy and no one watches those games, how many votes he actually got, you know, typically you go, well, is there someone who's 80% as good, but it plays at Alabama. They're going to get the votes. Devonta Smith. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that one. I mean, in, I mean, the year in Dominican Sue didn't win, right, Joey? Yeah, fucking shit. In the this year, when Tory Taylor doesn't win, the fuck, man, <laughs> the fuck's going on? Yeah, Corey who has three hundred and sixty yards punting in a game? <laughs> yeah, on a seven punt. Other... four of seven went inside the twenty. Did any other non-quarterback amass that many yards in a game this past weekend? No, Ooh, I doubt it. Other than my college you know who football retro, three hundred and sixty yards. Did, did you say your retro bowl team yep. through that mini joint? I did. I have you know, a hundred you know touchdowns in three seasons. What? Oh Jesus! I, I was gonna say, do you know who did throw for more than that uh, last week than the three hundred sixty punt yards? Rocco. Air raid. Air raid, baby. 
I don't know. I think we're going to get exposed this weekend. Uh-huh. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I pulled this up and I can't even fucking read the 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 stats are so yeah. minute in there. I can't read them. Uh, by the way, Rocco so just trust had, me. It was over three hundred and sixty. No, he had three hundred forty nine according uh, to those stats that were on yeah. there. So oh shit, uh, he eleven yards short. Cut him. Pull his scholarship. Yep. Just telling you. Just telling you, man. Corey Taylor, saying, go Hawks. Taylor ain't the. You know who's not gonna get exposed this weekend? The Jackrabbits. I will be there. They're, Tell who they're playing. They're playing the number eleven North Dakota Fighting Hawks. Ooh, yeah. So yeah, we're going to Brookings. Game is at two o'clock. Uh, gonna be awesome. I've never been to a game in Brookings and. Defending national champions, so yeah, all their games are sold out. So lucky to go. Hell yeah, it's the place to be in South Dakota on a Saturday. Hell yeah, Mount Rushmore. Fuck that. (laughs) Mount Rushmore, North Dakota. Where's Mount Rushmore? Is it North or South Dakota? South Dakota. Oh, Trent. It's South Dakota. Yeah, that's what I meant. It's. Mount Rushmore. That's all. That's all oh, I wanted to say. I, I, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yes, you know, we're, yeah, where's you know, the, place the national to be? championship? Jack yeah, Brookings, obviously, not the Black Hills. Yeah, where Mount Rushmore is, where ninety nine point nine percent of South Dakota tourism is. I'm. They, they gotta with the name Jackrabbits. They gotta have like a. They, they gotta have like a dirty saying for like on shirts for them, right? Like yeah. jacking it for the rabbits or something. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. I, mean, I know their thing is ears up. Yeah. Fucking like rabbits. Something's yeah. up. Ears up. Yeah. Ears up. Something's up when you watch that high powered offense. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, they did beat, uh, so they didn't play this past Saturday, but the Saturday before they actually played Drake in uh, Target Field mm. in Minneapolis. Yeah. Mm. 70 to I was 7. Watching that on- <laughs> I was watching. I was trying to watch it on ESPN uh, Plus because I just have it like on my iPad, just a little game in between commercials. And I thought it would be fun, and it was halftime. And yeah, I looked. It was like thirty-four. I think seven or zero. And I was like, "Oh God, just turn it off. I don't need to see a massacre." Yeah. But seventy to but seven. Don't worry. That's see, worse than the the Dolphins Broncos. See, Drake will will let uh, South Dakota State run all over them, but when they play fucking Iowa State, yeah. they're they're the giant killers. Yeah, what kind of dog shit is that? Yep. Almost embarrassed us on Cyclone TV. <laughs> yeah, Matthews. I I know. I was already bringing up the Iowa State playing Drake bullshit. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Do you remember before that Almost game? Like, that was the lightning game year. That that's why they needed that extra game during. Was it during? I think it was during COVID. Um, yeah, we're- that uh, I remember they were saying we have a Power Five, Big Twelve team playing a team that has zero scholarships. Is it even safe for the team for Drake? I'm like, what? yeah. <laughs> like they think it's like the Hindenburg, and someone's yelling like, "Oh, the humanity!" Yeah. No, they just play as really well, and we almost fucking lost. Yeah, it's oh, like, is it awful. safe for Drake's players? Like, these are big boys, too. Like, this is still college yeah. football. I know it's not D1, Power 5, but they it's not like we're out there the... b- breaking everybody's leg on the other team. 
thinking we're going to be like the the twenty the twenty two Georgia Bulldogs out here, just decimating TCU and every other opponent, yeah. or Iowa State who is trying to get to a bowl game, and they're like, oh, I don't know, how is this going to turn out? Yeah, it turned out okay. They almost yep. won. They had the time of their life. We got our win. We didn't have to play Incarnate Word. I remember that was the big yeah. struggle. They're they're just calling like. I think they called up uh, Dowling Catholic if they wanted to play. We were yeah. just trying to get any game to get bowl eligible at that point. Yeah, they they were going to play Incarnate Word, and then Incarnate Word made the FCS playoff, so they had to back out. See, we're trying to play tough opponents too. That's not that's yeah. not our fault that Drake was available because they sucked ass all year. You know? Yeah, I just surprise remember, like, you didn't sign Bishop Sycamore. Their players will still Bishop be older Sycamore. than Iowa State's players. Probably. BS high. Jesus, probably. Uh, we need to do an in-depth research about that IMG Academy. They are playing another school this weekend, and they're leading 96 to 0 going into half. Jesus. You are not like you're the premier school, and I know everyone has scouts there. How are you playing any school at a competitive level and people go 96 to 0? Clearly, that's a quality opponent, and that's why that receiver looked good, you know, throwing for three or catching for 330 yards. Well, they're they're playing. We I think in that game, we, me and Joy were linebackers, and and Trent was the was a high safety. You know, like who the fuck well, are they playing? I, the college football playoff committee would still that losing team. It was a quality loss, though. Yeah, for sure. Quality loss. For sure. So I feel like you're uh, coming at me now with the quality loss shit. No, I've always said that about the college football playoff committee. It's as long as it was a quality loss, that loss does not count, depending <laughs> on who you are. So, if you have you either one of you watched the BSI documentary, I haven't. Oh man, so it's all networks that set that shit up. Like they don't they don't give two fucks if you're good or bad if you have a name and like can propose to them basically, or if, even if you're a real school, right basically it's good watch watch the doc that that dude is a big piece of shit yeah like just throw it on the air nobody's gonna fact check this yeah yeah i think that's what he went in thinking to the interviews and then they were like catching him on a bunch of shit it's it's a good it's a good watch watch it well it's it's just like colorado football this year it doesn't matter how good they are they're going to be entertaining let's get them on national television yep see you later joey (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we're down to two. All right. God damn it. No. <laughs> I mean, you, you can say that all you want until you see, then you, until you saw what happened this last weekend, man. That, that was, if they have another like 40 to, you know, 40, 50 to seven score, they're just going to outright call the nation racist for beating Colorado that bad. I mean, um, it might happen before Sunday morning here in what four days when, when it's going to be when they're going to be at three wins and two uh, two lessons. You know, the Dion will have something inspiring and everyone will put crowns in the chat. And this is why he's on his king shit and everything else on social media. I mean, Joey, you can be mad all you want. You can go to any Colorado comment. Actually. Let's flip it from Colorado. I'm tired of talking about. Did you see how kick ass that Oregon video was? I didn't see it. I'll I'll, I'll send it in the in the uh, group chat here. But Oregon, it was basically. I mean, th- they're jumping on the train of we got to get clicks and everything. Ironically, after Dan Landing say he didn't want clicks, 
Um, right. it, it was showing, you know, they're preaching respect and we don't say anything. And then it just shows like 30 seconds of Colorado's playing uh, Shiloh Sanders, son Dion, saying, I'm going to beat the fuck out of y'all and your coach. And then asking why the team was so little. And then other players laughing at Oregon. And then their kicker uh, stomp. Remember the big controversies versus Nebraska? Um, they're, st- they're, they're standing on our logo. We don't take this disrespect. Even though Nebraska is just praying on the in the middle of the field like they always do, supposedly. I don't know. I don't really care what Matt Rule does. Um, it shows Colorado's kicker scraping up the, the O at, at Oregon. I, I mean, that's what pisses me off about this whole thing is they preach one thing and then you show a video co- directly contradicting and we act like it's not the complete opposite. ESPN just goes, yay, prime. You know? It, mm-hmm. I don't know. So I've moved on to watching your videos of pork butts. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, are we gonna do smoker talk? Oh, can we? I real fun cast. Man, we're 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 way over the hour. So otherwise, I would. Yeah, uh, we got we got two hour limit. No, no one's gonna listen this far, anyways. You can say whatever the hell you want. Then we might as well do it off the air. <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah. Let's let's wrap it up here, and we can talk about smoking butts on the uh, backside here. So, mm. well, Christ, if you made it this long, we do appreciate everyone joining us in the chat here. Um, we're gonna. I think we're gonna keep doing Wednesdays at nine p.m. Kind of keep a consistent schedule, so all of us can join in, having the fun, laugh and cry at our teams being terrible on uh, offense and good in defense. Um, if you do want to follow us, socials are below. Uh, they've been on the banner this whole time, but Instagram, Twitter, Twitch at Heartland Pulse, Facebook, YouTube, Pulse of the Heartland. Uh, you guys got anything else? No, just jump on that shit. No. Yep. Yes, tell your friends. Yep. Share it with all your friends. Tell them it's worth it. We need the penny per view or wherever the it pays. Yeah. We we need it. I need to pay my rent off this month, and I'm not going to make it if we don't invite all your friends to listen. Yeah, Let's we are not like along. Oregon. We do want the clicks. Yeah, yeah, we do. I'm we're taking cool. all of this. I'm taking all this money and put it in the wedding card for Faz this weekend. So, oh shit, I don't want to send our our podcast money to another person. <laughs> I need to buy another microphone. Dark says, "Pay us." He misses <laughs> everyone. Very good. Well, Let's now we now us. we've got it all. We've We've talked about Colorado. We got cats. Uh, that usually gets you a lot of clicks on the internet. So I think yeah. I think we're we'll cat cat videos. I love Dion. He is the best. <laughs> Give me prime time, meowster. Uh, they are reselling. Dion. I'm oh, hovering. They are reselling Dion's jersey on the NFL shop for a, a decent price. Man, they've been like hundred eighty dollars for like four years. I ain't doing that shit. They're they're a little cheaper now. I think. Fucking Bijan. Bijan, man, I thought he was the real deal. I am still six points ahead of Trent, so I'll take that. Yep. yep. Oh, I was gonna say, you're, you're talking about fantasy. I thought I was like, has Bijan not been playing well this year? Or what the hell's going on? Yeah, he just didn't play well last. He's week. Just playing all right. Yeah, last week was just bad for the Falcons altogether. I yeah. I didn't I didn't see a touchdown scored by any of my teams this weekend. Ugh. that's how great it was. Ugh. So yeah, I, I heard all you Vikings fans pissing and moaning on the fun cast, man. You weren't a Hawkeye Falcons fan this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, everybody. This was fun. Let's get the heck out of here. See you guys next week.